0: Hello and welcome to uh, seven? some n- some number some number. I've uh, I've already forgotten. Welcome to a new episode of the comic book book club. I'm your host Matt Lasick.
1: I'm your ho- co-host Kendra Forte.
0: And uh, this is just a this is just a, a, a chill episode. We're just gonna we're gonna chit and chat. Um. Uh. Next week we're talking about some Hellboy stuff. So there's not really any background to go over. Um. So, yeah, uh, let's start off with a headline, because um, if uh, our regular uh, listeners will know that uh, a couple of weeks ago we talked about all of DC's weird, confusing timeline stuff, and they're back at it. They're, they're at it again. Um, this headline comes from CBR.com, our old frenemies, CBR, uh, Future State, which is the name of the event. Everything you need to know about DC's next event. Um, this is an event that's coming in 2021. Um,
1: Is it another timeline rewrite? Is it another point for new readers?
0: I am not sure what it's meant to be because I know that the the basic idea is that um, for whatever for varying reasons depending on like which series you're reading the old heroes can no longer do their job so like Superman was ousted from the planet for political reasons or something and Batman was supposedly killed Um, So, like, it's like the next generations of heroes is coming up and whatever. Um, They're doing this with, like, basically every ongoing, um, just for, like, a couple of issues. What I'm not clear on is whether all of the stories are supposed to be in the same possible future timeline or if they're exploring different possible futures within one event. It's more likely that it's the first one because doing the second one is really sloppy and gross, and I would hate them if they did that. But also, this is DC we're talking about, so DC it's DC has never cared. Right. So, the the main eye-catchers are that um, the new Wonder Woman is... Uh, let me try and find it in the article. Uh, the new Wonder Woman is a Brazilian woman named Yara Flor. So, we now have a, a person of color in the Wonder Woman role. Nice. Um the new Superman is uh, Clark's son John, which is not <laughs> surprising at all. Um,
1: Who's the new Batman?
0: Um, I'm not sure if it's been stated because, like the, the the promotional issues has like a full mask thing going on, so you can't really see. Um, a while ago, this was like back in the spring, I think, um, when DC was planning. Uh, Okay, so for a little bit of background, back in the spring, DC uh, announced that they were working on a new status quo change called like Next Generation or something. Um, and like not many details were known about it, but it was going to be something I think similar to like New 52, where they were going to make like mo- major long lasting changes. Um, but then the, I'm going to look up the details, uh, a man by the name of Dan Didio was. Uh, I think he was, uh, the publisher, um, for DC. Yes. He was co-publisher and he was, uh, I think one of the people trying to spearhead the next generation thing. He, uh, was removed from the company and all of his plans ground to a halt, which included the new, the, the new generation, next generation thing. I think Didio was also, uh, um, one of the main people behind new 52 I think. I'm not entirely sure on that. Um, but that could have also been a reason. Because New 52 was very poorly received. Um,
1: Wait, you said Batman is dead. But he's not dead in New 52, is he? No. How many timelines are there?
0: I'm shrugging chat. Or chat. I don't know. <laughs> I've been on Twitch too much. Uh, right. So, so Wonder Woman's now a young Brazilian woman. Uh, Superman is now his son. Uh, meanwhile, in the Batman-verse... Uh the Gotham City has been taken over by some sort of totalitarian regime as it does every other Friday. Uh Batman is supposedly killed, but we already know from the promotional material that he's not actually dead. Um oh, that's right. What I was the reason I brought up Dan Didio and the whole uh canceled reboot thing was because the one thing that we knew for sure was that Batman was going to be a black man.
1: Oh. Okay.
0: I don't like again, since it all ground to a halt and no like real details have come out. I'm not sure if it was going to be like a new character or a character that we already know stepping into the Batman role or if they were just going to re- retcon Bruce Wayne into being a black person. We'll never Bruce know. Bruce Wayne is
1: now a black person.
0: Um, again, the promotional materials for Future State, uh, the Batman is like full masked, so we can't really see uh, who he might be. Um, but yeah, so the, the the Batman corner of future states is going to be them fighting against the magistrate. Um, that's pretty much all the... Yeah, like I said, a lot of uh, things are being uh, reworked for this. Wonder Woman, Mr. Miracle, Justice League, obviously, Flash, Green Lantern, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Shazam! I am, I am curious as to see uh, what's going to happen. I usually don't uh, – if I were not doing this podcast, I wouldn't be reading these articles because I don't, usually don't really try and, like, read ahead. I just kind of wait for comics to come out, and then I read them blind because that's how I get the most enjoyment out of it, uh, so I can feel like this is a natural surprise. Because uh, comic solicitations are put out, like, months and months and months in advance, so things are kind of spoiled a lot.
1: Then um, what's the point?
0: Well, the point is for you know like advertisers and, and shops that are selling the physical copies can like put up like advertising stuff for them or like spread the word through so that it's like uh insight uh more business um the biggest example is like uh the the story arc just ended recently of nightwing like losing his memory he just got his memory back but like the, people knew months in advance that nightwing was going to get his memory back because of solicitations so that's the main reason why I try not to uh, read these articles really and like look into solicitations because that ruins the suspense for me. Um, I just thought this was a unique oper- uh, a unique situation since we were just talking about DC status quo changes and this is like the next big thing that's coming up. Okay, uh, that's that. Uh, did you have a topic for us? No, I did not. Okay. I guess I'll just ignore whatever headline you have pulled up there. Uh, we've got a we've got a, a listener question for the first ever time. Nice. Uh, I will be perfectly candid that, yes, it is my girlfriend who sent me this question, but she's still a listener, so it still counts, okay? <laughs> uh, if you want to send us questions, uh, you can email us at uh, cbbcpod at gmail.com. That's cbbcpod at gmail.com. Or tweet us at cbbcpod uh so the question is what are your backgrounds with comic books when did you get into them how and how long have you been into comic things cool <laughs> i can start please do yes uh so um being uh a male child who grew up in the 2000s and 2010s obviously like that you know we've just been inundated with superhero stuff for the past like 20 30 years um so just you know like spider-man bike helmets and and blow up toys and whatever you know whatever just toys and such um what really got me into the the first thing that really got me into comics was um so i am from the philadelphia area uh and the philadelphia inquirer which was the newspaper we got at one point they started bundling in uh reprints of the initial uh amazing spider-man run so the same stuff that we oh nice covered on our third ever episode I think what the, the, the Sunday we did on the first actual comic, uh, the first actual book club episode. Um, I, for whatever reason, I, 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 I talked to my parents about it and they never like signed up for anything. They just started showing up uh, with the Sunday papers. Uh, so yeah, my first real exposure to like single issue mm-hmm. comics was uh, those reprints. Um, and then from there, uh, you know, growing up, we'd go to like grocery stores and whatever. And I'd look in like the magazine department and they'd have these little, um, uh, it it was like thicker than a usual comic book issue. And they were like made for kids. It was like these, these almost like bundles, like uh, anthology collection type things where it was like uh, three or four uh, reprints of other comics. Um, It would be like a couple that were written specifically for kids and like one older issue. Uh, So I picked those up from time to time and that sort of, slowly expanded my comic book exposure um around then is when like the mcu stuff started coming out so of course i saw all those movies <laughs> uh and then the next big step forward was uh i was in fifth grade and i think for like my birthday or something my parents got me this pair of the uh like really thick uh encyclopedias uh one for dc and one for marvel and they were just like uh you know a to z Uh, alphabetic encyclopedias of like all the characters and teams and organizations within uh, that comic book universe. And let me tell you, I read those things cover to cover multiple times over. Those were like, like that really (laughs) baked into my brain, the encyclopedic knowledge that I have now. Um, And then I got a smartphone and then the internet happened. (laughs) so they kind of fell out of use but i i I, my gosh i would spend hours reading through those great great they were they were great (laughs) um and then uh in 2015 uh in my uh, freshman year of uh high school uh i started actually uh going after and reading uh like the current ongoings uh i distinctly remember it started with uh new 52 flash because i picked up a trade paperback of the first volume of the flash new 52 and i was like oh this is really good uh and then i um you know i started just catching up with new 52 flash and then reading his ongoings and then i i over the course of i guess it's been the past five years i just slowly expanded to where now i'm reading almost every current ongoing and i've read like basically everything that's come out. Everything that's like every I've read everything that's like considered influential or important that's ever come out and I've read basically everything that's been put out since like the 90s till now. I read a lot of comics. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's how I got into it. Um I'm that guy that when you're talking about the MCU you'll be like, "Um actually in the comics it's like this." And everyone goes, "We don't care. <laughs> if it doesn't have Robert Downey Jr's face on it, we don't care what you have to say." <laughs> Uh, what about you, Kendra? How'd you get into comics?
1: Uh, well, this is our seventh episode. Mm-hmm. So eight weeks ago, <laughs> Matt said, do you want to be on my comic book show? And I said, sure. And now here I am. I mean, I read, I watch all the MCU. and Naturally. I every so often do a deep Wikipedia dive on a random character. Those are fun. And find everything I can about their backstory and how it differs from the MCU. But mostly, I have no credentials for being
0: here. <laughs> you didn't uh, read any comics when you were a kid or anything?
1: No. Okay. I was, I was more of a, uh, a book child than a comic book mm.
0: child. Yeah, I was too. Uh, but then I discovered comic books. And, um, well, you know.
1: Pictures annoyed me. it just took up too much space
0: okay yeah that's that's an opinion okay
1: so the first ever comic I read was the Spider-Man comic that we read
0: okay interesting Uh, yeah then we've got really different uh, perspectives on on what we're reading here Uh, okay then geez it's only been 15 minutes (laughs) uh headlines let's let's see what uh, what headlines can we pull up probably not much i should have done this work beforehand
1: uh, question who yes. are the supernaturals
0: i don't know probably something that ran for like two issues in the 90s and no one cares about
1: it's looking like yes. It's, it's looking like it was just a Halloween special.
0: <laughs> okay, so Ken just pulled up another CBR article titled, The Supernaturals. Who are Marvel's forgotten Dark Avengers?
1: Uh, So, Dark Avengers included Black Cat, Brother Voodoo, Werewolf, Gargoyle, Santana,
0: and Ghost Rider. Black Cat is an interesting inclusion. Because her shtick is usually just, I steal things and be sexy and give Spider-Man confusion about his love life. So, it's weird to see you're, like, in the same lineup as, like, Satana and Ghost Rider. That's fun.
1: So, you know who Satana and Ghost Rider are.
0: Yes. Um, so, actually, timely. Um, Satana is the, I believe, half-sister of Damien Hellstrom. And I think the main characters of... Uh, I, I, Hellstrom is at least the main character of uh, Hulu's newest Marvel series, Hellstrom.
1: Hellstrom, okay.
0: Which apparently is bad. I haven't watched it, but uh, people don't seem to like it. Um, So Satana and Damien are both children of uh, Marvel's incarnation of the devil, that being Mephisto. Um, So usually they're good guys, but they also have like fangs and horns and like Damien's got like a, a, you know, the star in the circle tattoo like on his chest and sometimes it lights on fire. Um, so debatable whether they're actually good good guys. Um, but, yeah, that's who Satana is.
1: And Ghost Rider?
0: Ghost Rider. There have been multiple Ghost Riders. Uh, the first one was actually uh, when Marvel was doing, like, cowboy stuff in, like, the 40s, 50s, around then. Um, the first Ghost Rider, most people don't know this. The first Ghost Rider was just, like, a dude with a white mask that rode a horse around and shot people. You know, cowboy things.
1: Cowboy things.
0: Um. But all the subsequent ghost riders have been uh, uh, people that have made uh, deals with some uh, hellish entity, uh, and they get, like, a flaming skull, and usually they ride a motorcycle around. Um, There has been, like, a prehistoric ghost rider that rides, like, a zombie woolly mammoth. (laughs) Uh, And the most recent ghost rider just drives around a muscle car. He calls it his hell charger. So that's fun uh the ghost Rider is usually fueled by uh, a spirit of vengeance, so his stories are usually very vengeance based um he has this ability i forget what it's called it's like uh penance there that's what it is the penance there where like if you make eye contact with him then you're forced to like relive all of your sins uh from the perspective of the victims uh so that's fun you have to like relive all your guilt so there's been a couple characters like Punisher and Hulk were like ghost Rider rolls and he's like ah relive your guilt and he was like i don't have guilt and it's like what no guilt and empty no guilt (laughs) and empty um oh that's something we can talk about uh so um for geez i don't know a couple years i think uh the spider-man line of titles have been uh operating under this big uh overarching plot with this like mysterious character named kindred who's like all like withered and covered in bandages and like has giant centipedes around him. And he's like doing like machinations in the background and everything. Uh, And like from his monologues, it's very clear that it's someone who knows Peter Parker and has a grudge against him for reasons. And also someone that like died and came back from hell. So that's fun. Um, So Kindred has been like doing his little machinations for years. uh, And they just revealed who he is in the most recent issue of Amazing Spider-Man. And it's freaking Harry Osborn.
1: I don't know who that is.
0: Son of Norman Osborn. Keep going. Okay. Hold on. I'm going to... Have you seen... I'm digging into my collection here. Have you seen the Sam Raimi Spider-Man films featuring Tobey Maguire? Yes. Okay. So it's you, been years, though. So you know how in the first one there was the Green Goblin? Yes. Okay. The Green Goblin is Harry... There's Norman... Well, they're both in the Green Goblin. Uh, the first Green Goblin was Norman Osborn. Um, And his son, Harry, was Pete's best friend while they were in college together.
1: Okay, yes, I remember that plot line.
0: Uh, Harry was also, like, uh, he had a storyline where, like, he was abusing drugs, and that was, like, one of the first times that comic books, like, addressed that issue uh, very famously. Um, And, like, eventually he became the Green Goblin, and then, like, reformed, blah, blah, blah. Um, If you remember two weeks ago when we were talking about the whole one more day thing when, like, peter made a deal with the devil to reset the timeline his personal timeline yes um so pre so previous to one more day uh harry was dead
1: as one does as one one, does in
0: comic books as Um, one does
1: when one abuses drugs don't do drugs
0: (laughs) i don't think it was related to his drug abuse like the end of that storyline in the 70s was like that he you know kicked the habit or whatever um But then part of the uh, one more day reset was that Harry was revealed to be alive. So the fact that I think he's currently, he hasn't really been seen in the comics for a while, but I guess now that's because he's been busy being kindred. Um, So what I am uh, curious to see, and this is a lot, there's a lot of debate going on uh, in like the, the fan circles about this. What I'm curious to see is whether this uh, Harry who has been kindred is like the current timeline Harry, or if it's Harry from before One More Day that's like found his way into this timeline.
1: Any number of timelines Harry's.
0: Right, because the, the what we know about Kindred is that he's someone who died supposedly because of Peter's actions and like has crawled his way out of hell. Um, and like I just said, uh, before One More Day, Harry was dead. So it's it's likely that this is somehow... Harry the, the Harry from before Mephisto resetting the timeline so
1: is there another Harry that's alive
0: um that's I am not going Kindred? to I am going to pull up the wikipedia article for Harry Osborn because I do not remember what he has done recently <laughs> um Harry okay. we Uh, he is determined to redeem his family's name from his father's villainous legacy and and to be a responsible parent to his sons. So yes, uh, in Harry's most recent non kidred experience, he was very much like a good guy. Um, So it it would be weird to have this sudden 180 uh, face heel turn, which makes it like it, it, the, the signs are pointing towards this being some previous incarnation of Harry. Uh, which would be interesting because um, before the big reveal uh, before the big reveal, the, the prevailing theory was that Kindred was Peter before One More Day. He was the Peter that existed before One More Day happened and that he was like, well, I, I, this current Peter has a better life than I did. I'm going to mess with this stuff. <laughs> uh, let's see. The death Return. Uh...
1: X Men, Marvel's mutants discovered Alice in Wonderland really happened.
0: <laughs> okay, I need to see this article now because I have no idea what that means. Uh, in the Marvel universe, it's a real place and it's dangerous. This is a this is an article coming from Screen Rant. Um, so yeah, just to close the kindred uh, conversation, um, the current timeline Harry and his last appearance was very much like I'm going to take the Osborne family name and like re and like make it a good name again. So. It 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 would it wouldn't really make sense if Kindred is like current Osborne, Uh, but I guess we'll see. Um, They're they're doing this they're spinning into this big event uh, called Last Rights that deals with Kindred and what he's been doing. Um, So yes, very very excited to see what's to come. Uh, We have a uh, uh, another question coming in, uh, also from my girlfriend uh she's asking uh in reference to next week's reading topic which is hellboy what hellboy movies are out and do they fit into the comics that we are reading for next time so uh yes and no so there have been uh three hellboy movies that have been released uh two with i always forget the guy's name so i'm gonna have to google it again um is it
1: not david harbour
0: no david harbour is in the most recent one which is unrelated to the first two the first two starred ron perlman as hellboy um, it was hellboy which came out in 2004 and then hellboy 2 the golden army which came out in 2008 uh, and then the reboot which came out uh april of last year which starred uh david harbour um so the uh storylines we are reading for next week are uh, Seed of destruction and wake the devil which are the first two storylines uh and the first the 2004 film was an adaptation of Seed of Destruction. Uh, the Golden Army, which is the sequel to uh, the second movie with uh, Ron Perlman, was a, a loose adaptation, very loose adaptation of a storyline that ran in a uh, spinoff uh, series. Uh, so a um, little bit of a, a, a spoiler, I guess, <laughs> for next week uh Hellboy works for an organization called the BPRD. Um it's the Bureau of Pen Bureau of Paranormal Research and Defense, BPRD. Um and they uh you know eventually got their own like spin-off uh ongoing that f- f- uh, focused on the BPRD. Um and the first uh storyline from that spin-off ongoing uh was the uh was loosely adapted into the Golden Army, very loosely. Um and then the uh reboot with uh <clears throat> pardon me with uh david harbour was an adaptation of a uh, storyline that came kind of halfway through the hellboy because uh, hellboy is unique in comic books in that it has a beginning and end um so the 2019 one was a adaptation of a, a couple smaller storylines uh, namely darkness calls the wild hunt the storm and the fury and hellboy in mexico uh, in mexico yes Hellboy in Mexico, none of which are being covered in next week's episode. So you don't have to worry about that. Uh, But yes, um, if you want to, I guess, see if you're, you know, not willing to read comic books, but still want to know what we're talking about, uh, the first half of what we're talking about next week was adapted into the 2004 Hellboy film.
1: Batman. The Robin King's utility belt is insanely twisted and evil. So, right. who is the Robin King? Okay,
0: so the current DC event that's going on—it's been going on for a while—which uh, is actually uh, created by Snyder and Capuya, who were the creative team on the Batman story that we covered last week. Uh, the current uh, uh, ongoing event is uh, Dark Knight's Death Metal, which is the sequel to Dark Knight's Dark Dark Knight's Metal, and the whole concept around that is that there is a multiverse and then there is a dark multiverse. Um, Obviously. So whereas the multiverse is like 52 discrete timelines um, that have like their own histories and whatever, the dark multiverse is populated by by a possibly infinite number of timelines that are formed from the nightmares and worries and anxieties of those that live in the positive multiverse so uh the the the, the main so the, the main uh draw of uh the original dark knights metal uh event was that the bad guys were all like evil versions of batman of like what if batman did this thing what if batman did that thing with their leader being uh the batman who laughs which is like what if batman and the joker like were one person basically um so uh dark knight's death metal uh uh what whereas dark knight's metal brought in like five or like six or seven i think like dark batmans death metal has like a couple dozen (laughs) they just keep pumping out new evil batmen uh one of which uh who has been catching the eye of a lot of fans is uh the robin king um and the uh, this is a child um The Robin King, uh, is like, what if Batman was evil from birth and he was just like a little sadistic freak, uh, and like he killed his own parents and, uh, like destroyed his, his world's justice league all as a child. Uh, so this headline, uh, from screen rant, uh, is referencing, uh, a recently released one shot that explored, uh, things from the Robin King side, uh, and had a, a panel that showed his utility belt and like had all this like weird twisted technology that was like each piece was custom made to destroy a certain like member of the justice league so we had like unholy water uh and like a ring made out of all forms of kryptonite uh and so on and so forth uh so that's exciting (laughs) that event is still currently ongoing uh it's nearing its end i'd say because it's been running for quite a while uh but yes that is a fun event that is happening Let's see what other headlines we can pull up. Headlines are fun. Possibly.
1: <laughs> if we can find them. <laughs>
0: uh, oh, here is a rumor that uh, Oscar Isaac is being uh, considered to star in the Moon Knight Disney Plus series.
1: I don't know what Moon Knight is.
0: Moon Knight is a a smaller Marvel hero. He's kind of got his own like, cult following. Um, he's sort of He's more street level, I'd guess, you know, like on par with like uh, Daredevil and Spider-Man instead of like, you know, Avengers level member. Um, His whole shtick is that he is blessed by Khonshu, the Egyptian god of the moon. Uh, And like uh, he has multiple personalities, uh, one of which is Moon Knight. So it's not like he's just putting on the mask. He's like becoming the identity of Moon Knight. He pops up. I, I like him. He pops up every once in a while and does some funny things. Um, and he's getting a Disney Plus show. Uh, and apparently, Oscar Isaac is being considered a star in that. So that'll be fun. Uh, what else is going on in the world of comics? Not much. This week is is kind of uh, s- spare on um, headlines. There's not really much going on that uh, wasn't you know previously announced. Um, I saw some promotional uh, material for the next season of Titans, where uh, Red Hood is making his appearance, which shouldn't really be a surprise to anyone, because <laughs> uh, Red Hood was being teased from like season one, and now we're up to season three. And they're like, oh, Red Hood might be coming. It's like, yeah, obviously Red Hood's coming. <laughs> anyone who knows anything about Robin uh, about, stuff. Uh, we're on Robin season stuff. three
1: of Titans? Apparently.
0: I haven't watched any of it.
1: Neither have I, but it doesn't seem like three years ago where that trailer came
0: out. Who knows? Oh yeah, the the infamous uh, curse word Batman trailer.
1: Yeah.
0: I had forgotten about how big of a sting it made. I think I forgot about it because like everyone was like, "Oh my gosh, Robert's saying curse words!" And then the show came out and it was just okay. So like no one like there wasn't really everyone a forgot about it yeah. immediately. Uh, yeah, I'm not really <laughs> I'm not really finding much to talk about. Um, no one's really tweeting at us, uh, cause no one listens to this. Mm.
1: <laughs> Tell your girlfriend to tweet at us.
0: <laughs> I don't think she has a Twitter. Uh, but yeah, if like literally any question, no matter how dumb or how like, uh, minute it is, any question that you have about anything relating to comics at all, go ahead and ask. Um, the new Spider-Man game is coming out soon, uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales, uh, for the PS5. Um, I did pre-order the game, even though I do not have a pre-order in for the PS5, nor will I ever, nor will I get one in the near future. But um, the first Spider-Man game is one of my favorite games I have played in a very long time. so i wanted to make sure that i would get my hands on the copy of the sequel (laughs) even though it's probably gonna collect dust on my shelf for like a year or more
1: (laughs) i suck at the first Spider-Man game i am absolutely terrible i swung around hit some buildings head on (laughs) and decided this isn't for me
0: it's so it's so good i've i've gotten all the achievements for it i've beaten it on its hardest difficulty which isn't too hard if you're just like doing New Game Plus and you already have everything unlocked. I, uh, uh, I have so much love for that game. There's so much like care put into it, like all the little east, all the like all the suits you can unlock. Um, I remember when I was going for all the trophies, I would just pull up like a random number generator and just be like, "What suit am I wearing for this play session?" I just like hit the button because like I couldn't because all the suits were so cool looking. Uh, and there's so there's like just so much. It's, all, it's like all the details, you know? Like all the little Easter eggs and collectibles they put in. You can, like, visit Uncle Ben's grave and pay your respects, and then Aww. a trophy pops up for it, and it kind of devalues the moment for it. But to be fair, I probably wouldn't have known if it was in the game uh, if I hadn't seen the fact that there was a trophy for it. So, uh, but yeah, its I love that game so much. Uh, I cannot wait to eventually be able to afford a PS5 and play the sequel, which does include a remastered version of the game. You know what's weird, though? Um, In the remaster, they redid the modeling for his face. I'm pulling up an image uh, for Kendra to look at. Uh, Yeah, so here in this image, uh, this was his original face. Uh, It's not hard to find this. Just, like, Google Spider-Man remastered face and then look at the images. This was his face in the original game, and this is his face in the remaster.
1: Why would they do that?
0: I don't know. The facial animations were fine. They were a little wonky because it's a video game. So facial animations are, aren't, you know, perfect. perfect. But I I don't... They made him look like 10 years younger. It's so weird. He looks like a baby. <laughs> but, but yeah, it's, it's the same voice actor, but it's like they got an entirely new model to redo all the mocap and lip syncs and everything. And I don't understand why. <clears throat> uh. Huh. Man, I probably should have done more prep. <laughs> I apologize.
1: Batman. Bruce Wayne lets go a huge part of his super, superhero history.
0: Yes. Uh, what are they
1: talking about?
0: So we were actually talking about this uh, over the past week. Um, it, Batman just wrapped up a big event uh, titled Joker War. It was another Joker fight uh, because there seemed to be a lot of those in comics. And part of it was that uh, Joker stole all of bruce wayne's fortune oh okay Uh, and then in 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 the aftermath um uh batman was like well i can't exactly take the money back because now it's got like governmental attention on it um so we had to uh he ended up uh giving the uh money because he got the money back he got it he gave he ended up uh, transferring it all to uh I'm forgetting the character's name now. He was portrayed by... Uh, now I'm forgetting Lucius the actor Fox? Name. Lucius Fox, thank you, who was famously portrayed by Morgan Freeman in the Christian Bale Batman trilogy. Uh, more, uh, I usually tell people that Lucian Fo- Lucius Fox is like the business equivalent to Alfred. So uh, uh, Bruce Wayne is like the head of uh, Wayne Enterprises or Wayne Incorporated, Wayne Technologies, whatever the writers want to call it. Uh, but, uh, Bru- uh, Lucius Fox is the one that actually runs the company while Bruce is off beating up mentally damaged people. Um, <laughs> uh, so yes, in the, in the aftermath, uh, uh, of Joker war now that, uh, you know, this like m- multiple billions of dollars is now under close scrutiny because the Joker was meddling with it. Um, so Bruce had to transfer it off to Lucius Fox and at the same time distance himself from Wayne Enterprises, uh, effectively, or functionally, pardon me, functionally making him broke. Uh, So in the end of the uh, last issue of Batman that was released, uh, he announced that he's going to be moving into a brownstone uh, within the city uh, and just kind of figure out what poor Batman looks like.
1: How often do they release issues? Like, when do we see what happens next?
0: So Batman, I believe, releases twice a month. So, uh, not this Tuesday, but next Tuesday will be the next issue of Batman.
1: And is this in the same timeline as the Batman we just read? Yes. He's just been going through it.
0: Yeah, he's just been going through it, man. Uh, If you remember, uh, the Rebirth event in 2016 served to uh, unite New 52 and pre-Flashpoint into one timeline. So, this is after that. So, yes. This this is the Batman that experienced the Court of Owls stuff.
1: But not the Batman who's dead.
0: Yes, also the Batman who was dead. Um, I'm pretty confident in saying that one of the things that was included in New 52 was the fact that Batman quote-unquote died, Uh, because one of the Batman-related ongoings, uh, which was titled Batman Incorporated, uh, picked up on, uh, it, it was the second volume of Batman Incorporated, and it picked up right after basically where volume one of Batman Incorporated left off. It was one of the things that was like barely affected by New 52. Um, and like that storyline is dependent on the fact that Batman was considered dead. Uh, so yes,
1: <laughs> lots been happening with Batman,
0: lots has been happening. This is why comics is so hard to get into <laughs> stuff like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, another question rolling in. Explain the different universes in the Spider-Man movie with Miles Morales in it. Like, is he supposed to be in our universe? Because there's a difference in blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So, um, the the Marvel... This is in reference to the uh, movie Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, which is one of my favorite movies in existence. i watched it like six times. Have you seen it, Kendra? I have seen it. Great. Okay. So, in the Marvel Universe... Uh, dimensions and timelines are given different designations so it's like earth and then a number um so the the normal let's say like the prime marvel universe uh is earth 616 that's its designation um and in case you're wondering yes the mcu does have its own designation that's earth one nine 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 or something like that um uh, Earth 616 is kind of like the closest approximation to what our Earth is like. Our Earth has its own uh, designation, so that's fun. Like, our planet is canonically within the Marvel multiverse. It's like Earth 1209 or something. Uh, and then Miles Morales, uh, who is uh, the young uh, African-American Hispanic Spider-Man, uh, who was the main character in Into the Spider-Verse, uh, his stories usually take place in Earth uh, 1610. Um so, God, I, just, I love talking about Into the Spider-Verse. One of the things that I love about it is, like, the little uh, visual cues that they give that, like, show, like, oh, this is not, like, the universe we're used to. So, like, when they're going through Times Square, you see, like, a sign that's clearly supposed to say Coca-Cola, but it's, like, some oh, yeah. other brand. And there's, like, um, since John Mulaney worked on Spider-Verse, one of the other things in the background is, like, um, so John Mulaney uh, did a comedy special... Uh, with another comedian, uh, God, I can't remember its name, and Nick that sucks. Kroll? Nick Kroll, thank you. Uh, called Oh Hello, um, and one of the background Easter eggs in Into the Spider Verse was uh, like a billboard promoting like Oh Hello the series. So it's like all these little minutia that would be like, oh, this is in the universe we're used to. Where it gets tricky is when uh, <laughs> non comic book Uh, media claim that they're taking place in earth 616 because canonically within the marvel multiverse they're not so for example uh in spider-man far from home which i watched recently um the uh antagonist uh claims to be claims that uh uh the mcu is earth 616 616 and that he comes from a different earth um which isn't true, because like I mentioned earlier, uh, the MCU already has its own in-canon Earth designation. Um, the same thing happens in Into the Spider-Verse. Uh, the old fat Spider-Man with like the sweatpants claims that he's from Earth-616, um, but it's like a different Earth-616. It, it, gets, it gets weird and complicated. Uh, huge props to the people that work on the Marvel fandom wiki, because they have a incredibly comprehensive list of all of the multiverses that all of the universes that we know about that haven't officially given names as well as a comprehensive list of uh earth that they give temporary numbers to that haven't gotten an official number yet it's in, it's insane like and like any time that like a cartoon comes out or like uh, the, uh a comic briefly shows an alternate future or something where, like, that hasn't already been named and cataloged, there's, like, already a page forward on the fandom, and they've already got, like, a temporary number set up. They are quick, and I love it. I I have spent hours just reading through the Marvel fandom uh, wiki. It's incredible. They do great work.
1: I feel like Marvel needs a new 52.
0: I... I don't know. I... I... Like the fact that Marvel kind of has the approach of like, everything's happened and our characters are forever young, deal with it. Because that makes it a lot easier to, if a character like pops up in an issue that you're reading, like a villain or something, and you're like, I don't know who that guy is. You can just be like, Google, Google, Google. Oh, that's it. And then you don't have to worry about like, what well, did it change in New 52? Did it change again in Rebirth? Was he present for like this crisis? You don't got to worry about any of that, like with DC. Like, it all happened. It all happened. And that's the beauty of it. The origin already happened, and that's it. <laughs> there's nothing, you don't have to worry about retcons or timeline changes <laughs> like you got to do with DC. It, everything that happened in a Marvel comic happened. And that's the beauty of it. Uh, let's see if there's any other headlines that we can talk about. If I'm just being suggested like the same 10, which is not what I'm looking for. Ba-ba-bum. Uh, not much. (laughs) Uh, okay. I changed the topic. What have I been reading recently? That's not part of the, uh, I have been reading a lot of stuff written by Matt Fraction. Uh, he is a, uh, comic writer that I really like. Uh, let me pull up some of the stuff that he's worked on. Um most notably I'd say uh, he uh, he worked on a Hawkeye series that basically completely revitalized the character um, it, I can like I cannot put into words how much I love fractions Hawkeye run it is it is just a work of art it's a piece of art legitimately um, we will cover it in the future on the show um, we might even do it Next time that we make uh, something because now it's just in my head. Um, what else has he worked on? Uh, he and another creator named Chip Zarsky. zadarsky I'm not sure how to pronounce it. Who's another creator I love. Um, they've been working on a. Uh, can I say this on the radio? Is that an okay word to say? I think so. Well, we're going to assume yes. Cause I want to talk about it. Um, since 2013, he and Zarsky have been uh, creating a series for Image uh, titled Sex Criminals. And it's another fr- – frac- both Fraction and – I'm just going to him, call him Chip because I can't call him – I can't pronounce his last name. Uh, both Matt Fraction and Chip have – they are incredible at writing characters that just feel really real. And I know that's a weird thing to say, but like in comic books, like, it's, it's an important distinction to make like when they're writing on a series like their characters get hurt and their characters have long lasting injuries and their characters have messy conversations. Their characters, uh, have like breakups and stuff. Um, fraction also wrote, uh, for a long time on X-Men. That's what I was reading recently. I was reading all of his stuff uh, that he had done with X-Men. Um, so yes, if you're looking for, uh, some comic stuff that feels (laughs) more real, uh look for some stuff written by matt fraction and or chip Zdarsky. uh chip uh has worked on uh, howard the duck which was very fun uh he's worked on some recent uh spider-man stuff he worked on peter parker colin the spectacular spider-man uh, which was a recent uh spin-off uh that was very fun uh yeah the just you know little little creator spotlight there uh that's pretty much all that i've read recently in terms of comics uh got another question rolling in uh again just for full transparency this is just my girlfriend texting me questions
1: i i love your girlfriend (laughs) thank you to your girlfriend for single hair single-handedly carrying the show
0: (laughs) just this episode specifically uh She just asks, isn't Hawkeye deaf in the comics? Yes, that is a, a, so Matt Fraction's run, uh, and I should establish when he did that run because I feel like it's important to have like a consistent timeline. 2012, 2012 was when he did the Hawkeye run. um, And like this run is beloved by fans. Um, This run, I think is what established uh, Hawkeye to be deaf and established him to kind of be like, uh, just kind of a mess, just kind of like a human mess. (laughs) Um, and those are both things that were removed in the MCU in the MCU like he isn't deaf, which is you know a matter with representation and he has like a full loving family, which is just kind of not Hawkeye's vibe <laughs> Hawkeye's vibe is that he's just kind of like a trash human that was raised in a circus that shoots a bow and arrow good um so yeah I I, I do have issue with the fact that the MCU did not utilize that portion of his character uh because I you know representation matters and having a deaf superhero i think uh matters um hawkeye is getting his own disney plus series so they might make him deaf in the show i don't know i can't predict what machinations disney has going um but that is still
1: part of the mcu and it would be very strange to suddenly say well now he's deaf
0: Well, it could, like, could be like issue one. He gets in a, he like gets caught in an explosion, and then like explosions make people. It makes him death.
1: His loving family gone. His hearing gone.
0: Well, <laughs> his,
1: his entire
0: his family was brought back. Uh, he, his family was. <laughs> that's another thing, like because uh, the, the, the 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 most recent MCU movies were all centered around Thanos and the snap and like we're, we're, like getting rid of fifty percent of the population, but like. If it's 50%, then why did all of Hawkeye's family get d- dusted? That seems incredibly, I guess, unlucky for him. I was going to say, it's lucky for the screenwriters, but unlucky for him as a character. Um, but, you know, his family was brought back after they beat up Thanos, so he doesn't have to, he doesn't have to worry about that. Now that we're on this topic, let's talk about uh, the MCU and their TV shows, because they are just awful with their TV shows and whether or not they matter. Um, uh, so, the let's 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 talk in uh in order of stuff that does matter and stuff to like in descending order just stuff that doesn't matter uh at the top is like the uh disney plus stuff none of which has come out um but that all seems like it, it since it is like a being run by disney and marvel themselves it seems like that stuff is going to directly affect the movies um i think it's already been confirmed that like the events of wandavision will directly lead into the events of doctor strange Two. um just under that is, like, the ABC stuff, namely Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, so uh, ABC produced uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Agent Carter, and Inhumans. And they're, they're all technically part of the MCU, um, but they don't really – like, the movie – like, stuff in the movies affected, affected those TV shows, but not really vice versa. Um, most notably, like, uh, famously in the first Avengers movie, Agent Colson died – and then the TV shows like brought him back and they were like, how'd you survive? And he just goes surgery. I don't know. It hurt. <laughs> I don't think he ever appears again in the movies, but uh, that's that. And then uh, the Netflix series. So that's daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, iron fist, the defenders and the punisher. Um, that is another thing where like the, the events of the movies heavily influenced the offense in the, the events of the Netflix shows, but none of those characters have shown up in any movies. Um, there was a rumor uh, that we talked about a couple of weeks ago that, uh, Daredevil would show up in Spider-Man 3, uh, but I think that's been deconfirmed. It has? I think so, yeah. It doesn't seem likely that it's going to be appearing. Um, And then we have the uh, Hulu and Freeform stuff, which I'm just lumping together as... uh, (laughs) Unimportant, all of it. Cheap, unimportant, like, young adult drama that belongs in the CW that doesn't affect anything. Uh, That being Runaways, Cloak and Dagger, and Hellstrom. Um, That's just like... uh, uh, I haven't watched any of those. They have no appeal to me. That's just like, we're teenagers and we feel things really hard. And also we're superheroes that use big, expensive Marvel names. Don't you feel for us? And it's like, not really. <laughs> um, but I think those those probably have the weakest connections to the MCU movies. Uh, yeah. Uh, have you seen the WandaVision trailer?
1: No, I don't
0: think I have. Okay, well, I am going to show you it after the show is over because I, I, it is not going to be interesting radio to just listen to us watch a trailer. Um, but yes, that's that's the first uh, Disney Plus show that's coming out. It's coming out this December. We have we don't have a uh, distinct date yet, uh, but that is going to follow the characters of uh, Scarlet Witch and Vision. Uh, should be interesting. Uh, we've also got uh, in twenty twenty one we're going to have the falcon and the winter soldier we're going to have loki and we're going to have what if i'm very excited for what if i
1: am also very excited for what if that was my next question are you excited for what if i am
0: very excited for what if it's already getting a second season <laughs> like none of the other disney none of the other disney plus shows have even come out yet and they've already confirmed that what if is getting a second season so uh what if is uh the name of uh it's something that marvel will play with from time to time either as like an ongoing or just a couple of one shots uh they are exploring alternate universes that build off a question that begins with the words "what if?" So like, what if Captain America had survived World War II and wasn't frozen?" Or like, "What if someone else was bitten by the radioactive spider?" so on and so forth. Um, so the Disney Plus show is going to be uh, animated, uh, exploring some of those one ifs, what ifs?" and the voice cast is going to be uh, comprised of the actual actors from the movies. They're going to be reprising their roles.
1: That's amazing.
0: That is amazing. Uh, We've also got, in 2022, Hawkeye, uh, which we just talked about. uh, Ms. Marvel, who is a new character uh, to the MCU. Moon Knight, who we also talked about recently. And She-Hulk, who is going to be another new character to the MCU. Um, Ms. Marvel, I'm not sure if this is talking about Captain Marvel, Ms. Marvel, or Ms. Marvel, Ms. Marvel. And I know that, okay, so it's going to be, okay. So, little bit of background uh the character that we know as captain marvel in the mcu uh in the comics she was initially named ms marvel and she was like the female sidekick to the original captain marvel who was a dude um but then the dude character died of cancer and ms marvel became captain marvel and then um they introduced a new ms marvel uh named kamala khan or kamala khan i'm sorry if i'm butchering that i'm not entirely sure how to pronounce that uh who debuted in 2013 and she is a pakistani american Uh, And she operates out of Jersey city and she's getting her own Disney plus show. That was um, Ms. Marvel came from a time when uh, the second Ms. Marvel, I should say uh, came from a time when Marvel was uh, experimenting with uh, expanding their, their like representation um, of minorities and such. So it was in this time period when like Miles Morales became more prominent. Um, There was a new Hulk that was like a young Asian American man. Um uh, what year was this? This was like uh twenty this was like from like I'd say like twenty thirteen to twenty sixteen, seventeen-ish.
1: So is this when Hawkeye became deaf?
0: No, Hawkeye became deaf in like twenty twelve. Okay. Um dur- uh also during this initiative, like Thor uh became a woman. Not that the character the character of Thor did not transition. There was a new Thor and she was a woman. She picked up the hammer and became Thor because the old Thor was unworthy. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, and then um, similar to the MCU, uh, Steve Rogers passed the mantle of Captain America onto the Falcon. So uh, in this time, like Thor was now female, Captain America was now black, etc., etc. Um, and I was like, wow, Marvel, you're doing like a pretty good job at like having representation. And then like three years later, they undid all of it. They undid all of it. Steve came back and became Captain America. Thor came back and be- took Thor back. uh, <laughs> The Asian American Hulk was like depowered, and Bruce Banner came back, and they just they just undid all of it. And I was like, "Come on, <laughs> you were so close to like actually having good representation, and you just undid it because status quo." Ugh. Um, and then quickly, uh, She Hulk is the cousin of the Hulk. Uh, she is a lawyer and uh, the story is usually that uh she needed a blood transfusion and bruce was like yeah i'll give her my blood and then because of that blood she became she-hulk
1: was that the intended purpose did he know that i don't
0: remember <laughs> i haven't actually read that initial storyline um but she's she's fun her her thing is that like she usually maintains her intelligence when she becomes she-hulk so she like most of the time she's she-hulk and she's like fun and quirky and funny And she did the. She was actually one of the first comic book characters to do the whole like fourth wall breaking thing. Uh, So yeah, uh, she Hulk's getting her own show in twenty twenty two. I know nothing about it because I don't think anything's been said about it. Uh, But very excited for that. Um, DC's also doing their TV show thing, but. People do not really care.
1: No one cares about DC uh, They've shows.
0: got Titans. They've got Doom Patrol. They had their own streaming service, but then they shut it down, and everything's now being moved to HBO Max.
1: Fantastic. I own HBO Max.
0: Great. So you can watch... Apparently, Doom Patrol is good, and apparently um, Swamp Thing's good. I wouldn't know. Uh, Harley Quinn Season 2 is happening. Young Justice, I think, has been confirmed for a fourth season. That's exciting to me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's about all we have for this week. <laughs> uh, again, if you want to send in questions, you can tweet us at pod. That's at CBBCpod. If you want to email us your questions, you can find us at pod at gmail.com. Uh, next week, we will be discussing uh, the first two Hellboy storylines, that being Seed of Destruction and Wake the Devil. Uh, they have been printed and reprinted in many different ways. You, just like for like any sort of Hellboy, Hellboy Volume 1 sort of deal. Um, They'll it, be easy to find. Uh, until next week, I've been Matt Lasic.
1: I am Kendra Forte.
0: Excelsior.